Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Welcome back, Zen friends. We are coming at you from the KY closet and the FL closet, bringing you another edition of The Social Catch-Up. Hello, Miss Brittany Swan. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. This has been a really great couple days. Um, well, well, it's all kinds of love. Why has it been a great day for you, Brittany? What's What's been going on? I turned 39 yesterday. And I had a great day. I, re- I really did. It was filled with a lot of love. Um, I went shopping with my mom. Landon and I went out to dinner um, in Miami Beach or uh, in South Beach. And it was really great. Um, we, it's just been, it was, it was what I needed. Filled a lot of buckets and the birthday is still continuing because I still haven't opened up all, any present. I haven't opened up one present. It was, it was just so packed with like lots of like little things. So looking forward to like open up presents tonight. I mean, it's I know. just weird. I'm going to need blow you up to... one candle yesterday. <laughs> oh, you got to blow out a candle on your birthday. I do. And I totally did not do that. So I was like, it's going to happen tonight. And then, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. So I've, I appreciate all the love out there. Thank you for anyone who reached out and said happy birthday. I'm awful at getting back to people. I really tried last night and um, after four glasses of wine to get back to everyone that had text and DM'd and even sent anything. So I did try, but didn't make sense. Now you know why. Well, I'm shocked because I think this is the first time in the 10 years that we've been celebrating your birthday as friends that a you didn't know what I got you beforehand and B that it's taking you this long to open it. I know. I'm really weird. I like to open up presents on my birthday because I feel like that's just, it's, yeah. it's weird. I'm like, um, you did get me a great mug. I did open up that, but that was just like, just because yes. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so, I that? What's going on? It was really cute. Uh, I posted the other day on our stories. It, it says, I wish you lived next door, which is really cute. Cause so mm-hmm. it's been a heavy rotation. Cause if anybody knows anything about me, I love mugs gifted to me. I only, I never buy a mug unless it's like for my guest room, but that's the only thing. Like I really seriously only are gifted any mug in my house. It's great. Yeah. And well, I reuse them. <laughs> you, you love a mug so much and it's such a fun. And, um, I just think because there's just some things you can say in a coffee mug that you can't say anywhere else. Like it so, doesn't yeah. translate well on a tea towel. It's not right for a party napkin. Just sometimes a mug is just the way you need to say it. And I love that. Totally. Also, like I care, I don't like a travel mug. That's another thing about me. I, there's something about a travel mug that just doesn't hit for me, especially with coffee. So I only like to drink coffee out of a mug mug. So I have left my mugs all over Meisner. It's really funny. And usually because they're so beaten up and gross that everyone knows they're mine. And they're like, <laughs> um, here's your mug back. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> it's well loved. So not only do I have the dirty ass van with all the trash in it, I also leave my mugs everywhere. I'm like, you know what? It's the gift that keeps on giving. The Kentucky lives on. (laughs) We got to keep it real even in South Florida. Okay, people, listen. (laughs) I (laughs) I look like I got it together, but inside... I'm as janked up as my coffee mug. Okay. So leave me be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we do have a great show for you today. I am really excited. A lot of these topics. I mean, we didn't, we did not pause on scrolling No. the interwebs and finding out what everyone was up to. Nope. We had a mission and again, we understood the assignment. So here we go. 
What's up that? What's up first, my dear? All right. Today, we are going to start with a beautiful treasure on the internet, and that is uh, Miss Dion Warwick. If you follow Dion on Twitter, you know that she is nothing short of a good time and happy to have a clap back and happy just to put her thoughts out there, which sometimes kind of translates to that. You're crazy aunt, but you're like, I love you because you're honest and you're funny without knowing that you're funny. But Dion always brings it. And in light of the Taylor Swift Red album, Taylor's version that just came out, if anybody's listened to the uh, the song, oh gosh, why am I drawing a blank? It's the 10 minute version, the one about Jake Gyllenhaal losing the scarf or keeping her scarf. Um, Dion it's had like all as well or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. I'm Please excuse me, guys. I'm not a bit, I mean, I like Taylor Swift. I just don't follow her to the extent of like what songs are what on what album, but I really right. I did download this album and I, it, I like it. I'm like, Oh, this is great. I do love it. It is um, a great, great album. I'm, I was really impressed um, with all of her versions of the song. And also, um, cause I, I've been, I've been jamming out. Let me find that. Cause I really thought that this album, I wasn't ready for it, by the way, yeah. it had me in my feels. <laughs> it did. Yeah. I was like, Oh gosh. Um, I wasn't, I, I mean, I was driving around like thinking about my seventh grade boyfriend, like what's going on, you know, like yeah. you, it brings you there. It does. It does bring you there. But in the song, uh, all, Taylor, too well is all too well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, brings up the fact that you don't know who she says she's talking about in the song, but you know, Taylor likes to leave Easter eggs everywhere she goes. And people have picked up that this is Jake Gyllenhaal that she is referring to. And she's comments about how you know you've mailed everything back to me but that one scarf and Dion says it does not belong to you box it up and I will pay for the cost of postage Jake <laughs> and then UPS, UPS takes it up one more notch and says this one's on us Dion we'll mail back your things but we would never let you walk home alone at Taylor Swift 13 <laughs> with a red hat <laughs> She's and for anyone who doesn't remember who Dion is, I don't think a lot of our listeners are super. I think everyone will remember, but yeah. just in case you don't, um, she was a singer and slash actress back in the day. But I remember her from all the infomercials and from her being on the psychic hotline. I was like, I thought she was a national treasure already. I'm like, I laid awake watching these infomercials all the time, and I'm like, how does she know all these things? I mean, true icon where you can be renowned for your music, your acting, and your infomercial skills. So way yeah. to go, Dion. But she's I'm also like, <laughs> very few, like Suzanne Summers. Like we just, she's a treasure. And I, I didn't know that she was tweeting until you told me a few days ago. And I'm like, what? And you're like, yeah, it's like next level, like roasting too. I'm like, it's the best. Damn. It's yeah. really funny. So she, I found a couple of my favorites as we go back through like her favorites. Because a lot of the public probably doesn't know who she is, as we just maybe proved. And what I loved is every time someone's like, who is this woman? They're like, just Google me. I don't got time for a bio. Right. <laughs> uh, so she also has a, a problem with people that have T-H-E before their name. So the in front of their name. And she came after Chance the Rapper with the um, with the tweet, hi, at Chance the Rapper, if you are very obviously a rapper, why did you put it in your stage name? I cannot stop thinking about this. Chance the Rapper replies, sorry, I'm still freaking out that you know who I am. This is amazing. And he also retweets or tweets back, I will be whatever you want to call me, Miss Warwick. God bless you. <laughs> so then she starts coming after the weekend. She's like, you're next. <laughs> What's going on with this? What's going on? 
what's going on with you? And, now, and then she writes, I am now Dion the singer. <laughs> <laughs> I love what she says. She goes, the internet isn't that hard, guys. Stop acting so surprised that I'm, I'm so cool. <laughs> I'm like, the internet is hard. We just very love grandma too. ways. Like it's so good. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll post a, a link to some of her greatest quotes because we're not the only one who thought these were hilarious. There's been you know articles on Vanity Fair and several other you know magazines who have picked these up, and they're like twenty times Dion Warwick has won the internet, and you know what she has because she's just won our hearts all over again. <laughs> the mayonnaise company cannot give me an answer. I have I have concluded my investigation. They condone all recipes, so and so it is. <laughs> I just feel like, just feel like she's just gonna tweet. You know, I love how she says, "I quote them." Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like I tweeted them, because she says, "Hey, Jada Pinkett Smith, um, Will Smith's not on um, Twitter." I tried to quote him earlier. Quote, <laughs> quote. I feel like that's that needs to be part of our everyday them. vernacular. <laughs> I quote. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I love it. But it just so, brings us back to, to all of our feels of, of yesteryear. And speaking of yesteryear, let's hear about what else is going on with some of our favorite besties from back in the day. Oh, back in the day. So we've got Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, and Lindsay Lohan back in the news. So you feel like it is like 2007. You were just living your best life before all the crazy shit went down with all three of these girls when things were still great. And you'd open up a, an Us Weekly and things didn't make you want to melt inside. We're back mm-hmm. there. So this weekend, Paris Hilton said, I do. And she got married at her family's estate in California. It was obviously a star-studded event, but she looked like a dream wedding Barbie. I mean, just ab- absolutely stunning, sensational. All of those words wrapped into one beautiful bride. And I just don't know that I was prepared to see Paris look this stunning on her wedding day i don't know what i was expecting yeah we knew that she was gonna just bring it but she wore is it oscar de la renta well anyways she did look amazing paris Hilton did look just absolutely stunning i was i was just so in love with her look i thought it was just so iconic as well it wasn't i don't think it's really paying homage to anything that was special she just really nailed this whole entire just that's i mean she just exude like so much beauty and like grace I feel like like it just I don't know I don't feel like it was super over the top it was like just over top enough I don't know what did you feel I loved it I mean I I, obviously you think Paris is going to be dramatic when it comes to what she wears on her wedding day and she did mention that she wanted to look like you know a princess on her wedding day which I think she definitely nailed and um you know I think that she well, looking at some of these pictures, you could see that they did like a, a backdrop in front of the house that she was getting married at. And I thought before I even knew that that's where this was, it looked like it was a like Vanity Fair photo shoot. Like that's just like the the vibe it was giving off. And then, you know, you slide through some of these pictures and you see that you're like, oh, crap, she's outside of a, you know, of the house that she's getting married. And they I mean, they've transformed it into a full on photo shoot set with like giant lights and like backdrops for everybody. I mean, they obviously spared no expense because this is what she's always wanted. Um, But I think she just looked absolutely breathtaking. And I don't really know much about her husband other than, you know, I'm sure that he's worth a lot of money. Um, But do you know anything about him, Britt? I'm sure we'll find out a lot more as the reality show comes out because she did let everyone in on her, her nuptials leading up. I hear that it is a great, just 
she really let loose here and she really opened up to the cameras. So I think we're really going to dive in deep to their, to their love and their story. Um, I have heard a little bit of things too, that from the reality show, like Carter and Paris are super in love. They met in Nantucket um, and they quickly fell in love. Like they've literally spent every day together since they've met. Um, I'm, he is a venture capitalist for M3 investment firm, and he has famous, he has well-known clients such as like Snapchat, Daily Harvest, um, and things like that. But he is also rumored to have a love child. So here's the thing. I've been coming through this a little bit. We don't really know much about this nine-year-old, so we're not going to go too far into it. But I'm sure more will come out because people are vultures and they want to destroy everything. But let's just have, let Paris have a moment and just have her happiness. And I'm sure we'll, we will be reporting on that later. But for right now, we're just going to push pause on that and let them be in love. Yes. And to go back to our earlier point, it is an Oscar de la Renta dress. That was her wedding dress. But she did have six outfit changes throughout the course of her wedding. So right. all of them equally beautiful. We wish her the best. And, and there's also events like that took place after the wedding. So after like even days after. So she got married like on, like on a Thursday, which hats off to you. It's not even a weekend. You're bringing in the thunder. And then the next day you're like, hey, let's go out and have like some drinks on the dock and let's have like an old fashioned fair. And I'm like, what kind of food was served? And what did she wear? Like, I hope pictures come out for that, too. Like, I want to see all the festivities that happened throughout the week. Yeah, I mean, you you, like you had to repeat. carve out the entire week to to attend this wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just what Paris does, and you know what? It didn't hurt anybody. She's just living her best life, and somebody yeah. else who is coming back to live her best life right now is Lindsay Lohan. She's back, and she is starring in a Netflix original holiday movie. That's I'm using quotes on this. It's called Christmas in Wonderland. It's not officially leaked that that is what the official name of it is, but that is what allegedly they're leaning towards in calling this movie. So we're, um, I don't know if anybody has seen pictures of this either, but she looks great. I mean, she looks like, you know, she's hitting her lines on time. She's hitting her marks on time. She looks rested. She looks like she showed up for work. I haven't heard anything about how it's going on set, but I mean, if it's a Netflix Christmas movie, I'm assuming it's going to be dropping sometime in the next few weeks, right? Um, I, I do. Th- I, I just looked it up. Yes, it does seem to be dropping soon, but we don't. Yeah, it's not quite a release date. Also, um, I don't know. Like, I've heard other rumblings um, about how Netflix, if it isn't true Netflix release and not Netflix buying it, if it is done by Netflix, they do run a very tight ship and uh, they give no grace for any bad behavior. So um, according, I mean, I have heard that. I have read that too. So let's see. Let's see if well, that goes down. I'm, I, but I wish that, that girl the best. For her. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I know she's been in the crossfires of a lot of scrutiny and a lot of it is coming back to her own accord. I understand that. But I, I also like a good comeback story where it looks like someone has put in the time and they are trying to get their life back together. So, you know, mm-hmm. I wish her well. And she, everyone deserves a second chance. Like if, if she obviously had a great career early on in life. I know that's kind of hard when you're that young and that successful and things and things happened in two thousand in the early two thousands. And now for her to be able to come back to the screens and be welcomed. And at this moment, this is the moment for her because we're all coming off of this Britney movement. We're all like, like, yes, like, come on, girl, let's, let's, let's rally together. Such a good call by Netflix as well to capitalize on this movement. Cause they saw it. They zoomed out. They're like, listen, if, they, if we want, they're ready for a comeback story. So 
super ready. I think she's ready. And um, man, I might just have to watch um, what, a, what was the movie that she was in? It was the, um, it takes two. No, that's not right. That was Olsen twins. <laughs> the parent trap. The parent trap. That's what actually, I did watch this with uh, my youngest daughter not that long ago and it was cute. I mean, she did such a great job and I know that's iconic for a lot of um, people who grew up in like that age where that was like growing up on Lindsay Lohan before she got into Mean Girls type and then, you know, things went downhill. Um, but she did awesome. I was like, gosh, this is really cute. And she nailed it. I mean, it's got to be hard to play two roles being yourself and like hitting the marks like that. Like hats off to her because again, she was young and she nailed it. She nailed it. She really did. It's a good flick. Yeah, it's so cute. It's so, so cute. Well, another Netflix film that I was really into this weekend is Love Hard. And if you are a fan of Heather McMahon and you listen to her podcast, as you know, Brittany and I absolutely adore her. Uh, Heather McMahon is a co-star in this movie. And let me just tell you, she knocks it out of the park. She's not in it very long or very many scenes, but she's the main character's best friend. So obviously she has a very strong role in the film because, I mean, duh, when you have a best friend, it's who you turn to for everything. So the character does the same thing. And if you haven't seen it yet, I'm just going to, you know, press play on it this weekend. It's really cute. Um, it's got a great meaning behind it. I giggled out loud several times. It's cheesy enough that it fits into the, you know, holiday Christmas movie category, but also funny enough because they, they bring it home and I'm like, this is great. But Heather awesome. in this movie is, I get so excited seeing her in it because we obviously get such a behind the scenes look, uh, you know, following her on Instagram. And just kind of seeing her career just kind of take off. So it's one of those things where you're just rooting so hard for her and you're like, yes. And then when she pulls it off, you're like, yeah, Heather. That's so awesome. <laughs> and she's very open, like about the movie. She's like, listen, I'm not in a lot. You know, she's like, don't blink. You know, it's, it's not like I'm, I'm starring, but listen, they put me on the trailer and I am kind of headlining because they know that I have, I have some, a lot of reach. So go ahead and download it. Help a girl out. So that's what we're saying. Help that's a girl out. That's what we do. <laughs> you help out a fellow member. You're like, Hey girl. You're trying to get that that script release on NBC. Let's help you out. <laughs> we gonna we gonna do what we can. The Heather Army is behind you. That. Like we got you, girl. We got you. Trendy number one. We're got Trendy this. Number one. Yeah, I love that. But a, a Christmas trend that I personally cannot get behind is, and I and I'm probably gonna get some ads about this, and that's totally fine because we're Go ahead. Know, we're individual people here. But I just can't get behind the aggressive Christmas tree decor like you're gonna have to go into a description so our listeners can understand what you're talking about gotcha okay so the christmas tree that is like there's you can't you can barely see like any green specks on the tree like that's the kind of aggressive christmas decor that i'm like wow this is it's basically a, a place that ornaments live and not and it's like, I don't even know if you can see the lights. Right. Because there's, there's so, so many, many things. There's big ornate ornaments and ribbons and chachis and flowers. And, but like you it looks so pokey. <laughs> it does. Like if you, if you accidentally fell into the tree, you might, you know, spring some holes and like water might spurt out. I don't know. I know. It is not appropriate. Okay. It almost looks like a tree with an alien tree coming out of it. <laughs> yes. It's like it's spawning a different tree either. And this is what gets me. It's the, the tree hat. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to describe this tree hat. It's not a bow. It's not an angel. What it is. It's a bunch of other sticks or stick like material 
stuck at the top to make it look like it has a really bad like bowl cut almost it's weird and then the sticks go all the way to the top of the ceiling get crunched down and there's no t- there's no room for a topper I'm so, so I'm like the sticks are the topper this is where I get very confused and I'm like so how many sticks do you have in your cart at Michael's is it like 500 yeah. it's just weird to me this is where okay so it might be a southern thing too I haven't seen it down here yet I'm gonna be on the lookout okay well please do and let me report back and let us know because Again, I love if you want to celebrate Christmas, you do your thing. Like, no, do you know? Again, no hate, no shade on it. We're just saying it's just one of those things that we personally, you know, we have children and they like to put their own things on the tree. Like, I don't have a fancy tree in my house. I get envious of people that can have, you know, a nice tree that's like themed and whatnot throughout their house. That is great. That is just not a reality in my house I can live with because my children would never allow me to have anything nice in my home without (laughs) trying to ruin it. That's just first and foremost. Um, But it's also the amount that people spend on Christmas decor and holiday decorations. It's like, wow, this is like disposable income at its finest, where it's just like you use it once a year, you know, and I don't... I'm usually a maybe the week of Thanksgiving or like the day after Thanksgiving, we'll put up our stuff. You know, I'm cool with that. But like, I also understand, like, if you have this much invested into your holiday decor, why you want to start the day after Halloween? I get it. Like, I, you know, like I, it takes you a long time. So like, it takes you a good week to get everything in place and everything needs to be where it's going to be. And, you know, you're constantly fiddling with this or you're trying to rearrange that. Like, I get why you can't do it on December 1st because you need all that time to, you know, look and appreciate the hard work that you've put into this. You know, what I find very interesting is like the outdoor. I love decorating the outdoor of my house. I I did in Kentucky. I and so in my new Florida house, I was like, okay, my landscaping is a little different. Probably won't support the amount of lights that I usually put on my other landscaping, you know? And I was like, okay, um, I'll look into a a, a company that maybe can put some lights on the palm trees outside. How, how cute would that be? You know? And so I made a couple calls. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm actually like 10 okay. all around to these Christmas tree <laughs> lighting companies. And they start very early around here. It was before Halloween that people were actually putting Christmas lights up. They weren't turning them on, but they were already getting them up and going. That makes sense. I mean, you want to use the good weather and the, you know, the lack of totally. rain. To and get that why not? Them. Like just turn them off. It's fine. So <laughs> the, I saw, I, so that's how I got a lot of names for companies. Cause I would drive around and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm going to call them. I'm going to call them. So when you call, they ask for your zip code one, I'm like rude. And then two, they, um, they usually have a minimum. And does anyone want to guess the minimum that you would have to spend to even for these companies even show up to your house? I'm going to guess a minimum of 800. Oh, you're about to lose your fucking mind. 5,000. Shut the fuck up. Yes. $5,000. That was the lowest. That was the lowest company. And I'm like, that was the lowest minimum I got. And I was like, well, I'm going to just have to get some spikes on the shoes and get me a band. I'm going to shimmy up that damn pine tree or palm tree. And I'm going to do lights on myself because that is crazy. And I'm in the wrong business. We need to shut this crazy Zen life down and we need to go into the lighting business. <laughs> what in the actual right. fuck, Brittany, $5,000 to hang Christmas lights. There's no Minimum. investment. You're not getting any return on that money and going into your home. That is ridiculous. 
racket, but also really good idea. I'm <laughs> like, why are we not doing this? I'm like, listen, fuck inflation. People are actually playing, paying this shit. I'm like, what, to, what the holy hell is going on? We need to be concerned about these Christmas lighting companies. It's a racket. But yes, going back to the Christmas trees, I just feel like it's way too much. Like, calm down. Like, put some macaroni on the tree. Like, that's what I like to see. I like to see the history of, like, your family. It's really great. There's nothing else better than going to someone's, like, real Christmas tree and, like, seeing either, like, their first Christmas picture together or grandma's ornament. And everything has a story. Yes. I love ones that have meaning. And... We on our house in our house, um, every trip that we go on as a family, we buy an ornament when we're there. So it's been really fun to see like the different places. And every time we put them up, we're like, Oh, you remember when we did this? Or you remember like and it's just, you know, a little trip down memory lane. And I think that that's fun. And you know, that again, that's that's the kind of Christmas decor that speaks to me and my mm-hmm. my Jewish family. <laughs> <laughs> we're half in, we're half out. Yeah, you know. We know. share all the love. It's good. But it is really fun to see like the decor of all like the going down the roads and it's because I don't think that people really decorate their homes. So I think that like businesses really take a, take it into you know consideration. So it's been really cool down here. But um, I will be posting, I guess, if we do try to put lights outside and it ain't going to be by company. It's going to be me and a staple gun. <laughs> it's going to be like right above your head and that's where it stops. Yep. <laughs> some duct tape and a prayer. That's all I need. Like you should do like one of those, you know, those like little, um, things when you, it's like a fundraising goal where you color it in based upon the money. So like, you're like, this is, you know what, this is $200 right here. <laughs> where I peak. This is where I peak. Guys, we got to 200 this week. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, and I think we're going to, Oh, we have one more story. Don't we? Oh yeah. Oh, for Britney Spears. Yeah. So Britney Spears this week has, she's achieved freedom. You guys, she is officially free. The uh, conservatorship is, it's ended. Um, She made a post on her Instagram story. And if you haven't seen it, we'll link it in here, but it's a video of her thanking her fans, but also being very honest and very raw and very um, like matter of fact of my family did this to me. And since 2000 for 13 years I haven't even had cash I haven't even seen cash so like I can't wait to just go spend my money I don't Mm. care you can care what you know she's like I don't care what I even spend it on and I'm like do you she's like I haven't held cash in my hand for 13 years wow can you imagine like that is that includes credit cards or is, is is it just cash I, I met, she says she hasn't held cash in her hand in 13 years. So I don't know if there's somebody paying for her in cash, if she's allowed to buy something, um, or if it is a, nope, you have a debit card. And like, once the money runs out, it's done. Like, I imagine that's how it is. Um, and I did see an article where the team says it has to work out the post conservatorship. And that includes getting her wealth into one bucket for proper management, Um, because according to the legal docs that were obtained by TMZ, again, I don't know how they get all this stuff, but they're in it. Um, the guy in charge of the money, by the way, I don't don't know how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have a lot of people in their back pocket who are like, you keep me well informed and with true info and I will keep you well paid. Mm -hmm. Um, but that there were, 
um, they are the he's asking permission for the court to consolidate a couple of Britney's trust, one of which actually predates her being in the conservatorship into a single trust with all of her assets. So I guess they're in different places, um, which makes it really difficult to track money. Um, because there are two trusts that have different assets. One was created in 2004 and another that was whipped up in 2018 while she was in the thick of her conservatorship. Um, it's unclear how much dough is in each, but in any case, the doc says they want to revoke both trusts to create one brand new one that will be lumping all assets to be managed under one umbrella. So do we know about how much she's worth? I mean, do we have a, an like an approximate amount? I've seen 60 million. I don't know if that is the official amounts, but I feel like it would be hard to think that it is given the fact that she's, you know, she had several tours. She was on a residency. She sold, you know, multiple albums while she's in a conservatorship. And I know that there was a lot of money made off those. And I don't know how much money went out paying for all the lawyers, fees, management team, all of that. So I don't know if 60 million is what she has left or if 60 million is the only, like, if that includes, you know, tours, cars, assets, like, I don't know what that entails, but um, I did read 60 million was what her net worth was believed to. Yeah. It says that its net worth is 60 million. Um, But we have to take that in context of what is going out as well. So I mean, I'm sure she's still very well off and things are still coming in with royalties and especially like she still is making money on like other things that investments I'm sure that she's made too. So, yeah. And I'm just going to read one last thing from her Instagram. This was, she released the video and then she, in the caption, she wrote, I might as well do a hint of my thoughts on the gram before I go and set the square on Oprah. I mean, who knows? I do know how embarrassing it is to share the fact that I've never seen cash or wasn't able to drive my car. But honestly, it still blows my mind every day that I wake up how my family and the conservatorship were able to do what they did to me, dot, dot, dot. It was demoralizing and degrading, four Mm -hmm. exclamation points. I'm not even mentioning all the bad things they did to me, which they should be in jail for. Yes, including my church-going mother. I am used to keeping peace for the family and keeping my mouth shut, dot, 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 but not this time. I have not forgotten. I hope they can look up tonight and know exactly what I mean. Oh, girl. Wow. She ain't playing no more. You know, I think she is coming after some people. She's angry. She has every right to be angry. And, you know, she left us breadcrumbs for so long. And then now it's like, nah, this is what we're doing. Do you think we're going to get any music from her? Do you think she has like a a notebook, like that that she hasn't shared anybody that nobody knew about? And she was just like taking notes this entire time. I recently listened um, to um, piece of me just recently. And I, so that got me thinking, I'm like, because that came out, I mean, you could think this was through almost into the conservatorship, I think, but you could definitely tell, like I watched the video and I'm like, wow, this is almost where she's, she's like going this. She didn't want to be working. It was too much. A lot of people were coming after her. I I'm like, is so, and it was really telling of her life at that point. I'm wondering if we're going to get another song like that. Like it's really telling about what she goes through. I'm going to be, I mean. I wouldn't be listening. Yeah. Piece of Me was released in 2007. So that was before the conservatorship. Um, um, but that's, I mean, that's also like a foreshadowing of like things to come. And like, that's, if it was 
bad enough back then. And I think that was more of like, she obviously saw what her family was doing to her, but it was also the paparazzi one in pieces of her. And like, I mean, just the culmination of the machine essentially and like who was running it. So I, I hope that we get new music from Britney. And I hope that this is something she wants to do. Do you know what I mean? Like she, she said in the past, she wasn't going to make music anymore because she didn't want anybody else to profit off of her, you know, mm-hmm. making this, which I totally understand. But I hope that she gives, I don't want to say gives us new music, but like that she is creating new music because that's the outlet that she wants to take and that she just feels like that's what she wants to be doing. Well, I think that if she's take if, if she's still the same, Brittany, she's taking like what she's always done and taken her craft and made it her own. And I think that that's, I think that's something like really important to her um, and kind of owning it again, I think would be a very powerful move, like taking it back. Like this is my craft. I'm going to take control again because this is important. I think it'd be therapeutic. You I know, do too. You know, I do too. I if it were me, I'd be like, I'm no, I need, I need to do this for me. No one else. Mm-hmm. She could re-release kind of like how Taylor Swift did. She could re-release a lot of her songs as like maybe through the 2008 era, maybe just to maybe own that even like say like Britney's version. I don't know. Just ideas. Take a Taylor Swift from a little note from Taylor Swift. Could be. Could be. You never know. You never know. (sighs) And not to end on a too bad of a note, but, um, but we did have a little bit of updates from Astroworld. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So according to some new reports coming out, there have been two more deaths since the last reporting of this. There was a nine-year-old that passed away. I think that makes it that he was the youngest who has suffered, um, you know, a fatal injury from this concert. So a lot of things have kind of been stirring with this of a couple questions being popped up. One, Mm -hmm. do we think that that is an accurate account? Like, do we think that 10 people is realistically the amount of people who have died from this event? Or do we think that there are more people who either are in, you know, uh, in critical condition that are going to pass away from, you know, as a result from this? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, you know, I think it's kind of a morbid thought to think about that. But I've also, you know, we've said this off air a couple of times. It's like, wow, 10 people it just seems like that number would be higher given the amount of people who were injured, number one, but also attending that concert and being in that close proximity. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's obviously we hope that the number isn't higher than that, but it's just kind of makes you scratch your head of like, wow, is, do you think that that's an accurate number? I just feel like, and it's not us being, it's just kind of being a realist because of, and if you look at the stories coming out and the reporting of how many people were there, and the amount of EMS that were able to provide help, I'm just having a hard time as you piece that together. Like how can, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying only 10 to be not thoughtful. I, I wish it was zero, but I just feel like it should be way higher um, given the circumstances. So it's, to me, I feel like not really trusting about what's coming out right now. And, um, and hopefully we get more accurate numbers because I do think that, I'm not saying that it was hundred percent Travis Scott. I'm not saying that at all. I do think that there's a lot of other people that need to, to pay for that or to need to go down for this, but, um, yeah, it, I- um, and it, this can't, uh, my point is like, I don't think this can happen again and we need to have accurate reporting. So the public takes note that this is something very serious. I think there's, I think there's two thoughts on this, like accurate reporting 
obviously, yes, that's what you want. But I also think sometimes you get information and that's what you deliver when you have it. And then as reports keep coming out, like up, information just continues to get updated. So yes, I do think accurate information is important, but I also think sometimes it's like, it only comes to you, what you get what you get. And then you're, you know, you, you share what you know, like at that point. Um, I did see that on Tuesday, there's a $750 million lawsuit that is filed by Busby Law Firm. Um, and it, on the on the list, the rapper Drake, who joined Scott halfway through the Asheroad set, Apple Music, which was streaming the festival, and others as the defendants. So mm-hmm. um, it's looking like this is going to be a very financially devastating um, impact for Travis Scott, but I've also seen that he has lost multiple endorsement deals with, um, Nike has pulled his shoes. He had the, uh, creators that created Fortnite are no longer, you know, using his like, like name image likeness or his music on their platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, McDonald's is no longer using him as, um, an endorsement. I think he, he, let's see, I think that there were a couple other upcoming, upcoming menswear collection from Dior that is yes, maybe Christian Dior. subject to, um, to maybe get pulled. Yeah. So there, I think everybody at this point is like, you know, and then I, and let's talk about like cancel culture here. I don't believe this is cancel culture because at this point it's, this is beyond cancel culture. This is not something, these are not old tweets that were dug up in 2005 that he, that he tweeted. Okay. This is not the same. This is people really died. There were, those were, this is a mass casualty. Um, yeah. There's, so this is deeper. This is not cancel culture. This is, this is really needs to be addressed. I mean, a massive humanity is underneath him. There are people dying and the music played and stream on for almost 40 minutes. Like if mm-hmm. you can't take your responsibility, like your piece to this as your you are responsible for this, not you solely by any means, but you need to also take responsibility and realize that you could have helped. Even if you couldn't have helped, you know, all 10 people that died or all 300 people that got injured, you being more proactive absolutely could have helped prevented the severity in which this escalated. I mean, the fact that like his music even condones violence and even, you know, stirs the pot to get people all ragey and, you know, fuck the system kind of mentality. Like, you are at fault for that. Like you need to understand that your actions do have consequences and this is it. So like, yes, you do have to pay for what you've done for this 100%. Yes. And the, um, the organizers live nation that were behind the festival. Um, I doubt that they will ever be able to put on another music, anything of any kind. Um, and I didn't know this until reading some articles, but this is not the first death at a concert that was um, organized by Live Nation. Yeah. So honestly, like shame on America and shame on the legal system for even, again, like it's just like money, power. And I guess it just, it's like human lives don't matter at this point. So I hope that this is a big wake up call because we want to be able to, I want to be able to go to music festivals too. I think they're really fun, but this is obviously a tragedy and should never, ever be able to happen again. I agree. I agree. I mean, I really do hope that they are putting more safety precautions and more crowd control in the sense of how do we, what is the best way for us to put on a great event, but also doing in a safe and controlled environment. Mm -hmm. 
So hopefully the people will start looking there. at. Well, I mean, I, if people just uh, top to bottom would look at people over profit, you know, then maybe this just doesn't become something that we have to keep reading about, that people are losing their lives in a mass casualty like this. Like just put people first and I don't know, maybe that would happen. I mean, I'm not trying to bring it down to a morbid point, but Ezra, the nine-year-old that did pass away, was found trampled. And that's why they had to, to induce him into a coma, that he was had severe brain and organ um, issues, like that because he was trampled almost to death. Yeah. And I heard people saying like, why is a nine-year-old at this concert anyway? I doesn't that's, matter. That's not you're, irrelevant. You're not the parent. <laughs> no, I went to... My first concert was in fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. So I would have been around that nine, 10 years old. It was new kids on the block. It gets to Kenny Rogers. Too. I don't, it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> right. it's just, it, the, the fact was too, if you looked at Astro World as a whole too, that he made it very kid or it was almost like a carnival. So this is actually something that has been brought up too, is his um, like praying, so to speak on children. And like the, the fact that, there's so many cartoon type images that are kid friendly in his, and I, I use that word friendly in quotes, but like, um, the, again, the Fortnite kids play that game, the McDonald's, there's things that were, you know, um, coming back to, they were, it's like kid marketed towards, you know, at, at a certain age. And it's like that, um, eight to 13, I think is what I read on that. And also with the Nike, um, with their endorsement deals, it was, heavy on a, a, a kid's size shoe, not even so much an adult shoe. So there's a lot of people looking at this as like, you know, you could be missing something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the, the targeted audience of, you know, of what they're trying to do with this, but again, it's like you get them young and then you keep them in the loop. I mean, look at the same thing with like, I'm going to use Britney Spears because we just talked about her people who grew up listening to her, who had her on a CD, like, okay. So if you were old enough to have a CD, that makes you you know, you were pretty young, so to speak, you know, in that era. And now you're streaming your music. So like, look how long you've been a Britney Spears fan. Mm -hmm. So if you can hook them in when they're kids, you're looking at the longevity of, you know, an artist and you've, you've got this huge market that's going to follow them along. So, you know, it's, it's a weird yeah, machine. It's not new, but yeah, it, no. it is, but it's not okay. But if you have to look at the messages too, like that's, that's, what's kind of creepy. Um, and I'm going to say creepy. I think it is. I, I think that if what he talks about and it's it's a it's a very mature, it's not bubblegum pop like Britney Spears and stuff like that, which I mean, you know, it, it, what's the difference between like getting Michael Jordan and, you know, you have like the little Jordans as a baby and then, you know, you can grow up with it and, and love Michael Jordan and that kind of stuff. But it's it's kind of one and the same. But the fact that it's like what he's promoting and we were all like and that was on Fortnite. And that was on, and McDonald's was like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's kind of troublesome to me. Like, it's not Pepsi and Britney Spears anymore. Like, that, it, it was yeah. Travis Scott and McDonald's. That's a connection to me. I'm like, did, did the boardroom kind of lose their mind a little no, bit? The boardroom did exactly what they were paid to do, which is to boost sales of their products. So it's like, okay, well, who are kids looking up to? Like if, again, if you're looking, if you're mining Twitter for data, like you're looking at like what kids are talking about, you know, these artists and you're looking for like what's trending in this, you're like, wow, Travis Scott's really hitting the mark on A, B, C, D, and E. This is going to be somebody that's going to flush in a lot of cash. Let's do it. Well, I think they're learning a lesson on this one. We'll see. We'll see.
Let's see. Mm-hmm. I don't know if lessons ever really learned, but I don't think kids will ever start getting marketed to like that's No, not really. I did see a couple of TikToks um, that were the Simpsons kind of saw this coming, which I don't know if you guys knew this, but my, my family is a huge Simpson lover. Like we watch Simpsons all the time. Some of it's inappropriate. I totally get it. Don't add me because it's just what we do. Um, but it, did give a couple of like little tidbits that they were like, this is, this is inappropriate. And sometimes Simpsons can drop something into something to like a real reality where you're like, Oh, I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. And they definitely called this and they kind of, they poke fun at it, but they also kind of called what it is. Like, does anyone see like, this is troublesome behavior and we need to take note. And so, I mean, I thought for the Simpsons on that one, I mean, they, this is the first time that they predicted some things that were going to happen. And you're like, shoot, like, what do they see? What tea leaves are they reading? What does I want to know. Yeah. Huge fan. Though. Huge yeah. fan. Thir- season 37 came out on uh, uh, Disney Plus. If you guys want to check it out. It's great. I'll let you give me the cliff notes. <laughs> me too. I, only, I only catch like here and there. So, like, I'm like, I can't, I can't sit down and watch a whole lot of Simpsons, but sometimes I'm like, okay, that was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like anything. It's like, okay, I'll giggle, but I ain't watching three hours of it. No, no, thanks. Well, this has been fun. I love a, a, bit, a little pop in before the Thanksgiving, before the holiday. I'm going to be traveling back to the KY next week. Yes. Maybe we'll get in a, a recording in the closet while you're here. No, you never know. You never know. But don't worry, friends. We'll be back soon. No, it's a, but we're really happy that you joined us. We are thankful that you're here. We hope that you have a great Thanksgiving break and we'll hope to see you soon. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.